0: Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a moped podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance, a moped podcast. How? Um, by now, you've seen the pictures. Yes, I did make it out to South Kekalaki. Uh, I don't know what the hell is going to happen, honestly, because as I always tell you guys, I'm a week behind, so I fly out in about 24 hours from not 36 hours from now for me um i just want to say to everybody out in california i hope everything's getting is getting better um we're seeing this we're seeing the results of the forest fires here in minnesota it was orange skies all day and it was really fucked up and i my heart breaks for all of you just like everything else fuck 2020 and be safe um also i had some people get to me on when i announced i made a special I, i'll i had a kerfuffle people i gave you an email that i did not have so i went and made it um second chance a moped podcast and then some people got to me and said, Jim, why in the hell is it so freaking long so i'm giving you my real email address now finally for this um just second chance uh mo- second chance uh moped that's it second chance moped at gmail.com uh and the instagram is a lot of you know is uh second chance pod facebook second chance a moped podcast um i can't thank you guys all enough like all the big sizes see i'm not a i'm not a garment merchant believe it or not um we have sold out of largest xls and two xls if i would have known that i would have not ordered as many smalls because those are we have plenty of those in stock yet um I'm still amazed by all this, you guys. Like, you guys bought my shirts. Uh, It's pretty rad. Uh, And there's actually a little weird scene starting to happen for mopeds in St. Paul. Like, there's like, we had a ride on Sunday, and it was pretty rad. Um, We, I've been trying to get rides going all summer over here in St. Paul. And I'm gonna, there's a spot on the river road here in St. Paul. I'm gonna kind of dub Breakdown Corner because I had somebody blow their bike up on this corner and then i had somebody's uh shock mounts come out on sunday so yeah it's uh getting a little jinx there but (laughs) uh i'm gonna get done talking about myself i i'm i'm a person who just does as you all know by now and i will just randomly ask people who either i followed or they start following me or whatever i don't even care at this point like who I find interesting and I want to know about their story. And I saw this person and I'm like, oh, that's kind of here, there, and when I mean, grand, they write a freaking tell most, but you know, we still love you guys. It's all right. Um, I asked this person for two reasons. A, I'm not going to lie, she has a lot of Instagram followers. Secondly, she's from the West Coast. And I'm realizing I'm not getting a lot, of, a lot of people from the West Coast. So I've tried to reach out to a few of you. So if you want to be on the podcast and you got to, little bit of a moped story to tell don't be afraid to reach out at second chance moped uh at gmail.com like i'm you know just like andy i might ask you a little bit about your story but um yeah so why don't i just go ahead and have my uh, guest introduce herself
1: hi i'm maya um and i'm affiliated with cross valley air cooled moped club um they're based well we're kind of based like in san fernando valley to santa clarita to glendale um and we're just a rad chill group um (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we dabble in like other groups like uh woolly bullies and there's a los chupacabres and we like kind of all ride around together sporadically Mm -hmm. i've kind of honestly, since COVID happened, I've just been like on the work hustle game game and, uh, just haven't had the chance to ride. But at the beginning of COVID, I took my Tomos out and it was just so nice to ride without anybody on the road, just like ultimate control. It was great.
0: It was, I was, I never do this, but I actually listened back to some early podcasts and they're rough all admit, and I was interrupting everybody all the time. And talk about my ship but i did hit the one that when COVID hit and i still remember that ride normally in the twin city is uh st paul minneapolis like for me to do the loop i call it usually takes me about an hour and a half and that's with traffic mm. 40 minutes that's like, nice. did, it was it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so um we're gonna get into your story a bit so let me ask you this maya maya okay. is it correct yes Okay, I everybody, as you all know by now, I um suck at first names and I suck at remembering things, so I just gotta say Maya about fifteen times, just like Conan on his episode. Like I forgot it and I blanked out the whole fucking episode and I felt like an asshole, but I'm not an asshole. I'm just a, I've just had a few head injuries, people, so leave me alone. I'm um, the same. I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh so Maya, when is your first memory? of a moped
1: my first memory of a moped um i was going to savannah college of art and design in georgia okay and you know it's kind of like a party school and you you bop around the house parties or whatever and there was this guy who was like six two he was freshman and he i would see him randomly at parties and i cannot remember his name for the life of me i feel really bad but randomly like a week after a party, which I last saw him at, he was riding through this park on this Newport maroon colored poop. And I saw him coming towards us and I was with two other girls and I was just like, what the fuck is that thing? I want that. It's kind of loud, but it has pedals. So you can totally get away with, you know, riding where you essentially couldn't ride with a motorcycle, but it's small enough so that it can be locked on the sidewalk. I was just so intrigued by it. And I asked them like all these random questions and I just fell in love with it. And when I, I left school, I didn't graduate, but I, I left. And as soon as I got back to LA, I went onto Moped Army and just started trying to reach out to people to get a bike. I don't know so how I found
0: it, but I How did yeah. you, do, you don't know how you found Moped Army? All right, that's I mean, what I'm wondering, I'm sh- like, what, what's the progression in all of this?
1: I'm, don't I'm worry sure about not
0: finishing school. There's a lot of people <laughs> out there that that got a whole bunch of student loan debts and never
1: finished. <laughs> I know, and I that was like, head. I'm not about that. <laughs> I'm not about that. But um, I think I just went online and just looked up Moped, Pook, and then Moped Army, I guess, popped up because Moped searches online at that time, which was probably, like, early 2000. No, it was, like, 2010, maybe-ish. Okay. I, my math is probably really bad but
0: well um, and that makes me a lot happier right now because <laughs> i will was i was going i i am hustling this the whole time and i'm always asking people when did you get into mopeds and like and i'm gonna have new people on and i love hearing and i'm new whatever um yeah. but like when i saw two i think you put 2018 i'm like ah, i looked at that today I'm like, oh, because <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're going to talk was, about the next, we're going to talk about the last 18 months, basically rock and roll. No worries. I was,
1: I was definitely 18 the first time I saw a moped ah, and then I, okay. and That's then where that I came from. Yeah. And then I got my first moped, I think when I was 18, I think I got it that same year okay. and I actually, um, got that bike from Chris Hernandez, who's, who's in the woolly bullies. Um, he's pretty well known all over the yeah, place. Yeah. I've,
0: I've heard, I've heard the name kicked around. Um, yeah. So you got your first bike. Now I know this, and um, what? And I, I generally ask this to people wh- right when they get their first bike. What's your like mechanical background at this point? What did your parent like? Did your parents teach you anything about wrenching or anything like that, or?
1: No, my. I remember I would watch my dad in the garage doing like some electronic soldering, and I had asked him, Oh, can you teach me? And I think I was like six or seven years old, and he's like, No, there are better things out out there in the world for you. And I was kind of like brokenhearted. So when I found the moped world and slash realm, I was just like, Here's my chance to actually get my hands dirty and like actually do something that is calling me like i've always played with legos and like taking phones apart and blackberries apart and put them back together and like you know hold just, on like,
0: were you into meth at all because i knew a lot of meth heads did that <laughs> no. shit. okay just check. No, no, I no, had no. To check all right i, had to check my, I knew a lot of, I, I, like i said i'm in recovery i've been for like 18 years but i knew a lot of people like i took my computer apart and i knew i knew i had an issue at that point there was nothing wrong like, you had to fucking plug it in that's all you had to do i feel like everyone's had
1: that moment where they just like you know, you've taken too many substances and then you're down this crazy rabbit hole of just like, I'm going to take nope, this apart never, and figure never, it out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a buddy who had the rule, like he'd get drinking and like he learned at one point in his life, I just can't fucking touch anything because I'll tear it apart. A couch, a recliner, a fucking car. I don't care. I just gonna start tearing shit apart. But sorry about about my little side banter i like you said earlier you've been you've been up too long and same here i've been working like a fool so all right yeah we're gonna gonna have a little fun with this whole podcast tonight
1: (laughs) but um but yeah like getting that first moped for me was like a sense of freedom in a way because i like i had cars prior i lived in dallas for a little bit I think after, after, um, I didn't, but did I have a car at that point? No, I didn't have a car. Cause I was, I came back to California. Okay. So where
0: in California, you might've said it, but where did you grow up? Where were you grew up in LA? In,
1: yes. I grew up in Hollywood. Okay. So Studio
0: city or Hollywood in Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. I knew so I had that, a few friends that grew up in studio <laughs> city. So
1: yeah, that's just right over the hill. Mm-hmm. Very close. But um just getting that that sense of freedom and not really having to deal with a car in LA and being able to have like the sense of just getting somewhere faster when there's traffic was like a huge plus for me and you know just just having a free, freedom without a car you know cuz having a car in LA is so essential like you can't really do shit without a car here but on with the moped that changes the whole fucking ball game like mm-hmm you're you're like in the gray zone with cops you're under the radar people are like what the fuck is that thing driving by me it's a lawnmower but it's a bike i don't understand and um i don't know just it was it was great even though the bike went like 29 miles an hour which horrified me on main streets i was just like okay what can i do now to modify this bike
0: what was the very first Mope had you actually jumped on. Was it that old Newport that you were talking about at the beginning? Or like what was no. it? I want to hear about your smile the, ride? That's what I want to hear the,
1: about. The the puke that I got from Chris Hernandez was the first bike I think I ever rode. Um and I remember I I got dropped off at this party and he had the bike at this party and I had already done I think I had already done the transaction with him and it was nighttime and we had been kind of partying a little bit. And he's like, okay, there's your bike, get on it and ride it. And I was like, uh, um, I'm a little intimidated because you're always intimidated on your first moped ride because you don't know what to expect. And you see like, you know, horror stories of people on motorcycles, just like throttling it and crashing into a wall somewhere or a car or something. But this was like a totally different experience. Took a little while, like took like two minutes for me to finally get to full throttle. Mm -hmm. And then I had to ride down, I think it was in Silver Lake, and I had to ride down Sunset Boulevard to get to Hollywood and just having that sense of freedom, like full throttle in the bike lane, just like, this is crazy. Cause I don't really know how to ride a moped, but I'm speeding down this hill down Sunset Boulevard to get home. And now it's like a life or death situation where it's just like cars are speeding past you. It was great. It was just great. It was like, like anxiety and happiness all, all combined into one. It was, it was fantastic
0: so i'm guessing no helmet i did have a helmet oh uh, i did full face full face or open face
1: um it was a quarter uh like mushroom helmet it's a yeah, three-fourth helmet Better than
0: nothing what did you uh, pay yeah. for your bike it was either nothing or it was 500 bucks
1: i think it was five hundred dollars
0: yeah Cause that's what everybody does. Their first bike is, and like, I'm not throwing shade on anybody by any means. (laughs) On that, like, I know a very, very prominent like parts manufacturer who paid 500 bucks for a poop back in 07 with Uh holes in the gas tank. Oh so, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Your first
1: bike is always like you know you, you you could have worked a little better on the price, I think. And,
0: and that's the thing. But though, you just like, you don't know. You don't. You, you don't, don't know. Just... You don't know. <laughs> like I said, you pay five hundred or you pay nothing for it. Um And yeah. whenever I sell somebody their first bike, I feel I have this weird like guilt thing to me, and I'm like, I can't. I just I'll just give it to you. Just just take yeah. it for what I paid for it. Like, and just because I want I want the addiction to spread. But, yeah, um, yeah uh so you you're rolling down sunset which is pretty fucking rad you're finding like it's easy to get around the city um Mm -hmm. and i think that's true granted like st paul minneapolis is not near the size of uh of la by means but like we're metropolitan area so like i i understand the plight of getting through town and traffic um when's the first time you quit mopeds then because we all have the breakdown we all like <laughs> mopeds are dumb i can't get my bike to work anymore i quit mopeds
1: that's happening right now
0: <laughs> oh, but when's yeah. the first time though
1: um i think the first time was when i moved to texas and this was after well, my yeah. second bike mm-hmm. but I moved, I moved to texas and i there wasn't really a scene there There wasn't um, any, and I moved to Dallas, and there wasn't any clubs. And if you saw a moped, it was just a random person riding by, and you're just trying to run out into the street to stop them because you're like, oh, my God, where have you fucking been? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that was, like, a little bit of a hiatus, and that was about, I think, about a year before I went to um, Craigslist to find another bike, and I found a um, 103 Peugeot that was completely disassembled, that was leaning up against somebody's wall in their backyard, and had been sitting out there for like I think close to eight years plus, at oh, yeah. least. So um, the story behind that bike, um, I, my dad had gifted me a 18 seater extended work passenger van. So I'm driving 45 minutes in Texas to a place I'd never been to pick up a disassembled bike from a complete stranger. I think the guy was like 56 years old or something. It's so not sketchy at all. No. Pull up and pull up in my van and he's watering his lawn and he's like, Oh, you're here to pick up the bike. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I was going to pay like 80 bucks or hundred bucks for it. Disassembled. Mm-hmm. So we go walk back there and I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I know what I'm saying, but I'm just like, he sees that I'm I know information about putting the bike together mm-hmm. and he was so nice enough to gift me that bike. That was my first free bike. Even though it was in parts. Um yeah, it was it was awesome to be hauling that back to my house to attempt to put together.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't think anybody's like we will all take a free bike. Hell, I'll take a free kinetic at this point. Like I'll a free like a free <laughs> bike. Don't worry about
1: it. Yeah, yeah, totally um yeah and putting that together with no help and just moped army forms was definitely a challenge because there weren't any videos really on youtube about Peugeots. you might find a few about pooks. so that took me a long time to do because i had never seen a pujo before i just knew it was a moped i knew it had pedals mm-hmm. i knew that it was variated and that was pretty much mm-hmm. the extent of my my knowledge with that and that was that was fun. <laughs>
0: did, did you have like a moped mentor at this point? Cause I think a lot of us, whether it's a person we buy our bike from or somebody we kind of buy a part or two from in the scene. And that we, when I say mentor, like somebody you just, I I have maze and maze is maze. Definitely. I am forever grateful because I always text at him and then I'll uh-huh. figure it out. I'll figure it out myself because maze is super busy either building his shit or, you know, raising his family and whatnot. So like, did you have that somebody you could at least like call or text at to like, I can't figure it out.
1: I feel like in the beginning when I was in LA with my first two bikes, the Pook and the Free Spirit, um, I feel like I leaned heavily via text and like phone call and just loading my bikes and cars and bringing them to Chris's house and Mike Boyd's house um, who was with a club from, um, from Austin. I can't remember the name of their club, but um, Mike
0: uh, I've heard that name kicked around as well.
1: Yeah. He's pretty well known as well in the moped community. He was actually part of the moped workshop in LA. Did you, have
0: you, mm-hmm. did you hear about yeah, I've that? Heard, yeah. I've heard of, yeah. yeah. yeah um, I was actually but, just listening to um, moped Mondays um, podcast. They did about the new workshop. I think they. Happened like a year or so go out there or something like that like anyways it doesn't matter um yeah if anybody gets a chance go back and listen to like the old moped monday episodes and the current stuff like and tell them how much you like their stuff it always makes a podcaster feel good like when you say hey i like what you're doing give them feedback they're rad people super nice um sorry for that sidebar
1: <laughs> no that's so good um But they, even though I was in Dallas, they were the, I mean, Chris, I would text like a little bit, but I was kind of on my own. Like I didn't really have a mentor, I would say, but if I did have one, it would probably be Chris in the beginning. And then I kind of just went lone wolf status. Um, but, um, I did meet a few people in Dallas that like, even though we live so far away from each other, we would try to help each other. Um. And it was, it was good. Like it, it kind of sucked to just try to figure out everything by yourself. And I'm more of like a, like a hands-on learner, visual learner. Mm-hmm. So trying to read about all of these parts that I had no fucking idea what the names were, what made it difficult for me. Um, but I figured it out and had help, some help along the way. It helped. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's, it seems like you're going to m- remember it a lot better if you figure it out yourself versus and have somebody just hold your hand doing it. at least that that's for me like like i said i have the person i text at and then by the time they have time to ask me questions and get back to me i haven't figured out um just having maybe that moped therapist just to kind of go at for me helps um yeah totally so you got you got the peugeot um did you, how long did it actually from time to pick from pickup to working on how long did you get it going? How long did it take you? Like
1: so I assembled let's see, I assembled the whole like the frame was completely disassembled from the swing art. Like it was just the tire I needed new tires and everything. So I ordered as much as I could from treats and put it together to the best of my ability based off photos I found and um I put the motor together. I disassembled it, put it together, used way too much gasket sealant. Like I, this was the first time I had built a motor by myself essentially. Mm -hmm. And I'd never seen this motor before. So it was just kind of a shit show. And I got it running, but it wouldn't go over like 15 or 20 miles an hour. So I was like, this is not right. This bike's supposed to go at least like 30, 32 miles an hour. So I did some research and found a Vespa mechanic by the name of Kyle his, his shop's name is Kyle Scott Kyle's scooter shop, I think, um, located in Dallas and he had pooks and like Vespas and like all kinds of awesome rad vintage bikes. Yeah. So he became kind of my go-to guy. Um, he actually like rebuilt my motor cause I did not do it to the extent that it needed to be done. Um, and eventually I just wasn't satisfied or comfortable with the speed that I was getting out of my bike. So I traded him that Peugeot for a um, 1973 Vespa Chow.
0: Awesome.
1: Yeah. So that was so cool. I was
0: going to give you shit about like giving up on the varied <laughs> game right away. I'm like,
1: Oh, that shit out, huh? yeah, no, I, yeah, I, could, barated, I actually got
0: so it. <laughs> anybody, can, anybody can do it. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I um yeah, I couldn't figure that shit out. That wasn't for me. Oh, no. They're great like bikes the- to ride. Like yeah. they're fucking fantastic with the launch lever and like oh my god, this is a game changer. Like yeah. they're they're leaps and bounds beyond if you know how to properly ride it with the launch lever. Oh my god. It's any so much any
0: rated bike though like is like that and I give people shit about derbies. Derbies are fucking stupid fast like they're
1: basically scooters though they're like
0: shut up charlie <laughs> charlie buzzards can- oh he won't hear this till next week i'm borrowing a freaking um derby for the ride in south carolina so like i was giving him shit about that i ride hondas so like and like my first bikes i was riding were stock hondas and then i got on shane johnson's black hobbit at braptails in 2018 and like
1: life-changing
0: oh god i just like all of a sudden i'm 45 i'm like okay this is I, I gotta get a bike to do that. So like yeah, all bikes, exactly. all bikes are, all of my bikes are compared to that.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But I, I appreciate variated bikes, putting them together. I actually have not seen somebody completely do that. So it's kind of out of my reach still to put one together, but, um, they're a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so you
0: gave it, Give up is a harsh word. We will not use that word because we never. Traded. We, we did a we trade. Saw, we we we, we <laughs> traded. Okay, I was going to trade really <laughs> with but I'm freaking <laughs> tired, so I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> okay, we <you laughs> traded for that Chow. How I've got a Chow sitting in my garage that I have, I have had sitting there because I've had two other builds in front of that, and I might mm-hmm. get to that before the winter, mm-hmm. but I doubt it. Um, how'd that Chow treat you? Like. Cause you took the, one very <laughs> difficult and complicated bike and just <laughs> traded it for another one. So I'm yeah. wondering what the logic is here. And I'm guessing that was a single speed and not a very, yes.
1: Yeah. It was a single speed stock. Um, they're ridiculously easy to take completely apart and put back together. Like you can do it in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I moved back to LA, I brought that bike with me and I was like, I'm going to die on this bike. Cause you need to go at least 35 miles an hour mm. in LA at least. And you're in the bike lane. Like you, you ideally you want to be able to go like 42 comfortably full speed. Cause then you have that little extra pep to get out of shitty c- scenarios. People just driving bad around you, you know, mm-hmm. or potholes or whatever. You got to have that little, little zoom zoom to get around. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, um, ordered from Italy off eBay the DR65 kit. And I, that was the best thing I could have ever done to that bike. And once I had that bike rebuilt, that was my favorite bike. It was like riding a little wild pony. with The spring seat and new front uh, suspension and just that bike brought me so much joy. I would just be smiling like wherever I was going, you, mm-hmm. people would be looking at me because I think maybe they were slightly annoyed. And also the fact that my bike was orange and they're just like, what the fuck is that thing? And I'm just smiling and waving at them while I drive by. I thought it was hilarious.
0: All right. I got to stop so, you. You're talking about like jumping in the lanes and whatnot. I got to ask a few things out in LA. What are the rules out there? Cause I know I, everybody hears me bring up the moped rules Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have to have a license? Do you have to have insurance?
1: So in 2000, I believe in 2015, the laws changed because people were getting pulled over. I, and I'm assuming intoxicated or speeding on mopeds in LA. So the cops figured out our little, um, I don't know, our little little simple pleasure. Yeah. And uh, the laws changed. So in LA, you need to have insurance on the bike, yeah, it's a gray zone, um, and it needs to be registered to you, mm-hmm. and you need to have an M1 license. Does everyone have all those things? Mm, I'd say fifty percent of the people riding around on mopeds. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, you gotta have them registered to you. Do you have to kind of produce or generate a title at this point? Then,
1: so basically, they in the in the in the paperwork that you do get from the DMV, they state that you have to have the paper registration form with you when you ride but I'm thinking to myself like that doesn't make any sense where the fuck am I going to put this piece of paper when I'm riding and everything's oily and just like I would much rather keep that at home because they can literally just look up my driver's license and the VIN number on the bike and be like okay this is this person's bike like Mm -hmm. it's that simple I don't want to be carrying that paper with me.
0: So do you get like yeah. a moped license plate then, or anything like yes. that? Yes, okay. yes, you do.
1: It's a one-time registration fee. I think it's like my first bike. I think it was like twenty-five bucks. I think it's gone up to sixty dollars now,
0: and well, it's they, just they nail us for ugly. like fifteen, twenty bucks every year in Minnesota, and it's the running joke. Like I'll, I'll add like I'll add you to the Minnesota moped page because you'll see everybody just like even people who haven't freaking had that bike on the road for years, like, people come out with, like, eight tabs or shit like that. It's <laughs> freaking hilarious. Like, then, uh, one freaking I, Ed, uh, Ed's awesome in Minnesota. Like, he rolled out with two years ahead registered, and everybody's like, how oh, did you do that, Ed? He's like, you, just get, you get a little discount, and everybody's like, and at this point, everybody had pretty much bought their tabs for the year. Everybody's like, uh-huh. But yeah, I'm gotta wait until <laughs> next year <laughs> yeah. um, so you're you're back in l a you got that mepacho. you said it's you had to get the DR for it just because um you needed to get back up to that thirty five and that's what I always talk about here on uh, second chance of Moped podcast like bikes at this point now, especially in major metropolitan areas. You gotta do at least 40 45 just to be yeah. safe. I mean, yeah. our brakes aren't fucking designed to handle that <laughs> shit. But like you physically have to go that fast just to be safe. So people do yes. fucking ass over.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um I I will say my free spirit, which was my second bike, is my beast bike. It's like that's your it's road just, warrior it's my road warrior. Like I fucking love hauling ass on that bike. Um, and I was lucky enough to have somebody, um, case match it, import it for me. And I, I believe I have the MLM or the home pipe on there and it just, and I have a 65, um, metric kit on there and it just, mm-hmm. it's the perfect city bike. The suspension in the rear definitely needs to be redone. But other than that, it's, it gets me places fast. Like it's, I love, I love, I'm going to say, it, I love speeding on that bike and lane Fuck splitting yeah, and just. That's what we do.
0: Like, yeah. Just be safe about, but yeah, we love. Yeah. Going our, on our dumb little machines. Don't be ashamed of that shit.
1: I'm like a little, I am a daredevil. And uh, I'm like a complete daredevil on, 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 mopeds. It's just, it, it takes, it takes hold like within an, Thirty minutes of writing, I'm just a completely different writer, especially if, I've, if I haven't ridden in a while. Oh my god! Bye, I'm in the front. Can't <laughs> catch
0: me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So, especially, yeah. Uh, I don't want to make this about me because uh, it has been. <laughs> um, so you got you got your you're back in L.A. Are you, are you still just kind of? What year did you move back to L.A. at? i try to keep a timeline because as everybody knows like i'm a nerd for like vh1 behind the music as a kid i'd smoke a lot of weed mm-hmm. watch that shit and, like they mm-hmm. always go through the decades and the time so like that's some of this journey like i want to know like where we're at in the world on this
1: so i moved around a lot so 18 i was in georgia and then 21, I moved to New York City. I didn't have a moped, but I went to the Orphans shop, which is no longer there, and Second Stroke. And I would hang out a little bit at Second Stroke and just, like, shoot the shit with them and watch them work on mopeds, because that's as close as I could get to a moped financially there, because yes. it's so fucking expensive to live there. Oh, yeah and then isn't
0: that that great though like even though like I do that with certain aspects of my life and motor certain motorsports like I just walk into like an old go-kart shop or like a or a sprint car shop and like mm -hmm. even though I haven't been on any of those for years it's just like it's like putting on like an old pair of jeans or like a jacket you haven't worn forever it's like yeah this feels yeah
1: it's comforting
0: it is dude I totally get it
1: Brings like this warm tingling feeling inside.
0: Yeah, 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 but then you also get that itch, like I want to get on it. I want yes. to rip. Yes. Yeah.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And then I moved back to LA, and I had my, I had my pook and then I was gifted my. I guess my free spirit was actually the first gifted bike I got. Now that I think about it. Um, I got it as a birthday gift from somebody, and. That was just – I knew as soon as I started riding that bike, that was going to be my favorite bike. It had the high handlebars. Mm-hmm. Um The front forks were kind of tweaked from the previous owner, but I still rode around on it. I think that was the first bike I actually spilled on because the forks were fucked up, and I, like, was making a turn down a hill on leaves. You know how that goes?
0: Yep, yep. You, you, um, t- you touch the brake a little bit and yeah. that front tire washes out. Um, yeah. What would you do to for the forks? Did you end up going, like – k10s or ebr hydros or i went
1: uh ebr which ones did i get on there the springers. i think they were like the 120 and twenty dollar ebrs off you streets. got the
0: springers then like in the yeah if you need a replacement uh front end it's those are great ones like yeah um i went hydros last year and i'll never go there. i mean
1: no. if, for la for la roads i would recommend getting those hydro shocks you know, because it's just like the the roads here. Like we do have paved roads, but there's some fucking gnarly roads that you just feel it through your whole spine when you ride. It's just, mm-hmm. and it's not safe at night because you have like not a good headlight, and you're like, there's a pothole there, and you know, it depends on your recovery and how fast you are to mitigate that from. Not being a bad scenario, yeah you know?
0: yeah, yeah, generally, you're not going to see me riding at night unless it's a special event, um, yeah, so you got that free spirit, you're rolling around, um let's kind of talk your like ride what what was your first group ride like?
1: My first group ride was a woolly bully rally, I think i it was right when I got my first poke. And my bike was not ready to go on this weekend adventure. Um, I had a, I had an air leak and one of our rides was from, oh my God, I'm this, this ride kicked my ass. Um, So it was the, I think it was the last day. It was on a Sunday and we started, I think in Echo Park or Hollywood and we had to ride down Ventura to Sherman Oaks, or to Woodland Hills, essentially. And that alone is like a 45 minute ride away from everything that could save me, essentially. And then I was so slow because of my air leak that I was left behind, and I just sat on the side of the road for a minute and really pondered about what to do because I didn't have the chase van number, and everyone was riding, so, but nobody was looking at their phones, And then, you know, after a little while, I started fiddling with the carb, cleaned the carb, my jet was clogged, tightened everything down to the best of my ability, and then I was off again. And I was told to go on this road called Stunt Stunt Road, and I had not been on Stunt Road before. And, you know, I'm just riding at 25 miles an hour on this road, and I noticed the incline progressively becoming steeper and steeper. And then eventually my bike, the air leak, is so bad that I have to push my bike up this huge fucking hill. It took me like 45 minutes to go up this hill. Oh. And um, at one point, a motorcyclist on a dirt bike um, tried to help pull me up with a rope. Oh. And I was just like, i Oh, t-
0: you didn't know about it. Well, you can't really do that per se. I was going to say hand the God.
1: Oh, no. I was just too tired at this point to even fucking attempt but anything. Do you, do you so, know
0: what the hand of God is?
1: Is when they push you from behind. There you go. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, I was just so exhausted
1: at this point. <laughs> so I get to the top of this hill. I scream as loud as I can. And then I just look over the top of the hill and it's just all ocean. Oh, so I, I, get to, I get to ride down, because you, you know how like usually when you go on group rides, going down a curvy road with a ton of people that are questionable riders, you're like, I don't mm-hmm. feel safe. But I had the whole road to myself, so it was really, really awesome. And by the time I found the rest of the group, they are all packing up again to leave. So I was like, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, we have to ride from Malibu to downtown LA. And my bike is okay at this point. I checked my spark plug and I am like, the bike is just not running right. But somehow I'm in like the second and third group out of like five groups and I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then we get back into Hollywood, which is like, you know, the 30 minute ride before downtown LA and we're all at a gas station. I'm like, I can't figure out where this air leak is. Like I tightened down my carb, whatever. I forgot to check my cylinder, my, my cylinder, my head.
0: So gonna, one I of the guys. Guess, I was gonna guess your uh, exhaust, but yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, it ended up being my head, and they tightened that down, and I for the rest of the ride was in like the second group the whole way to oh, downtown yeah. LA. Damn. So it ended up ending on a good note, but the beginning fucking was, you know, newbie newbie moped problem on a rally like by yourself. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It was great. Yeah.
0: Um, let me. Uh, another question i ask a lot of people um i know you've moved around a lot and with or without mopeds from like the place you lived what is the farthest you've gone for a moped rally or ride
1: uh the farthest place i have gone for a moped rally is san francisco and i highly recommend that rally that rally was like the best moped experience for a weekend i've ever had tells
0: me this shit and i'm like fucking no really it's a shirt
1: (laughs) it was so it was awesome um and i did when i went to that rally i did get to try the new electric onyx bike okay that was pretty cool that bike yeah the, the i people were testing it um, in front of the shop. And I was just like, I have to fucking test this bike to say that I rode it. And I went to the end of the street and everyone's at the warehouse. They're so just like talking or whatever. And I just go, as soon as I feel the torque on the bike, I just go into a complete tuck and just fucking fly down this street. And my friend tried to pull a phone out to film me like riding this bike. And by the time he pulled it out to film, I was already past the car that he was in. So Those bikes are crazy fast (laughs) and they're really fun.
0: And I'm sure anybody who's listened to this podcast has seen one in the wild at this point. Mm -hmm. I will never get on one. And this is why two reasons. A I'll want to buy one and Uh I'm not going to, I can't afford it. I mean, I just can't. Secondly, I'm terrified of them because they make no noise. Like I was in a really bad accident. You may have not know. Like I am terrified. Like, I'm terrified. I'll never want to get off. So it's like three reasons, whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That is one huge fear. And I even, I like whenever I see a motorcyclist on an electric bike, I'm like, the only thing that you can really hear is the whizzing. But if Mm -hmm. there's a person next to you in a car with loud ass music, like they're not, unless they're checking their mirrors they're not going to notice. That is one thing about electric bikes that definitely terrifies me as well cuz your pipes on your mopeds and motorcycles definitely save you for how loud they are. Even though yeah. it can be annoying to somebody that that is what saves you essentially in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. especially if I'm riding alone and like I'm in a kind of at a decent rate of speed like if I even Feel that little itch there could be something around this corner i'll just crack mm-hmm. my throttle a few times and whatever i mm-hmm. don't care if like totally nice people of minneapolis or st paul like plug their ears and give me the dirty look yeah i don't care yeah.
1: sure. <laughs> 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 <Either.
0: Fuck them. laughs> um what's the dumbest thing you've ever done in mopeds
1: yeah. oh, name a man
0: you don't have to just like the what the top give me your, yeah
1: i think I wouldn't say it was the dumbest, but definitely the most exhilarating was streaking on a moped at a moped race track camp scenario. That was really fun. (laughs) Um, and I think the dumbest thing is just like running multiple red lights because everyone's trying to race each other to get somewhere. I don't recommend that. Don't do it. Don't do it.
0: (laughs) Um, now everybody's gonna fucking do it you know that like don't do it it's, it's like okay i was that kid they told me jim don't put the fucking knife in the toaster what i do four <laughs> minutes later when mom wasn't around i put a fork in the toaster okay don't well you me did
1: to. but did you do it a second time that's the question
0: maybe okay i don't judge me okay <laughs> um, no um so We've had, we've had your dumbest, we've had your um, farthest away rally. What What was the first like name a, I go back and forth with this question. like, I get this a lot, and like maybe it's my life experiences that have done this to me, but like I'm a person who likes to watch the song, if you will, the song of life. And like,,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when is the first time you really just kind of look back at whether it's a daily ride? or like a rally, like, you look back and like, just thought to yourself, fuck, I can't believe I'm a part of this right now. Because (laughs) like yourself, like, and like a lot of people listen it's like, I had a life before mopeds, believe it or Mm -hmm. not. people, I sold out my life as mopeds now. But like, I was a part, I've been a part of some pretty fucking rad shit. But the, the raddest shit I've ever been a part of mopeds is pretty much fucking there now at this point. Like, yeah, the, the, and and I know I can tell you feel this way and I know some other people like there's just something about these dumb little fucking machines that have gotten <laughs> to me and like with, with you Maya like you've moved all over the country and you can't escape this this is like no, the worst I'm bad addicted. relationship you've ever had <laughs> I'm like, addicted you change your number you change your hair color yeah. and like you still can't get away from this bad addiction like
1: <laughs> I I mean I just I just think it's so interesting that it brings the craziest hodgepodge of people together. Mm -hmm. You can be a super girly, you can be like crazy punk rock, or just like super geek nerd or Comic-Con fanatic. And it just brings you into these situations where everyone's very, very usually different from each other. But yet the fact that you're all tinkering on these little tiny 50 cc 65 cc bikes that it just makes this weird like weird family situation where it's just like everyone basically can help each other out to an extent on making sure that you are able to enjoy the moped um I don't know I've met a lot of rad interesting random people that I don't think I would have ever met any other way and it's just a thriving community I feel like and it grows every day and when people finally figure out what a moped is they're they're kind of itching to get one usually Mm -hmm. and um the possibilities on a moped are to me endless like Mm -hmm. they make sense they make sense but they're like fucking oh like sometimes problem but (laughs) (laughs) I think they're great I think you know it's this weird unity of people just trying to get places on these little rad bikes that if you don't know what a moped is it doesn't make sense until you start riding one
0: you know yeah i i kind of um said it it's it is a weird thriving it's a growing community and i and i go and i say this every week on this podcast like it's going to be really interesting the next year, especially with some of the things coming down the pipeline from dose um, from mm-hmm. treats. Like I, I've, I, I'm so fucking lucky. I can't describe that so much. Like I, I'm that person that gets into that situation. Like I'm nobody. And I got, I got, I, I just know what's happening in 2021 and it's mm-hmm. going to be fucking rad. And like, Can you give me
1: a hint on what's happening? I I,
0: I might tell you after the <laughs> podcast. Like I cannot talk about it here. Um, okay. But just just parts that are coming out and like just that type of stuff and some possibilities of some rally like conglomerate of rallies. And I'll throw this out there: I am not associated with any club, but clubs mm-hmm. we're all itching to do rallies next year. And I I truly believe with the ingenuity of just america's fuck you attitude we're gonna come up mm-hmm. with some for this damned rona and we're <laughs> all gonna be together tomorrow but clubs here's a thing to think about why don't we combine some rallies because we all oh. want to see each other totally we all want to see each other but let's do it together because like if it's gonna if 2021 is gonna be like 2020 like there would be a rally every fucking weekend and we do get like <laughs> We we can we can all put it on credit cards, but we all can't afford to go every weekend. So maybe an idea rally. Yeah, moped,
1: no, that's a good one.
0: Moped our, our groups out there, or clubs, gangs, whatever.
1: Just, I feel like you know, that's very possible. Yeah, just I feel like that's very there. very possible.
0: Um, you make combined forces. Hey, it, it might happen in the southeast. It, it's been it's been a little rumor I've heard. Um, so I'm sure I'm I'm you probably follow, um, Jason Thompson, uh, from Mm -hmm. Moped Monday. He got Mm -hmm. his dream bike. He got that Foxy. um, Nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Dude. I hit him up right away. And I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking happy for (laughs) you. That thing was fast too. Dude, That thing fucks. What do you talk about? Like, I'm (laughs) I'm so happy for that guy. That guy's been so good to me and him and Thomas Matthew and Ashley, like the whole (laughs) RVA crew. Are fucking awesome, and that's all. Like, I'm bummed I won't be able to see them this weekend because uh Aaron and Jason are getting married. But I'm so excited for those two. Oh, congrats! And again, I'm sorry for locking you out of your house. Um. <laughs> um. So, what what was your 2020 going to be before? shit shut down and what is what is like your 2020 moped c what has it been for you like you you touched on it a little bit like hey i got to ride around and like it took like how's it how's it been
1: my 2020 was gonna be a busy one um i i work in festivals so i was super excited for the lineup of festivals and events that i was gonna do and with the festival and events meant more money which meant i can just throw that cash at my bikes i was going to rebuild my Tomos because it's just like has the worst it has the worst transmission fluid leak i have ever i don't know what to fucking do
0: about it I'll and somebody who can probably dial you in dude i got, it I got, I got the tomos so, wizard
1: it is so so bad like i've tried that little nut with the little um rubber um seal inside i've tried roofing tape on the sprocket i've like tried all types of different stuff and
0: have you ever thought of just lighting the fucking thing on fire
1: (laughs) i honestly just want to like throw the motor away and get a kickstart i'm sorry but i've ridden a kickstart tomos and i thought it was lovely i thought it was no, just lovely i i, I
0: gave i gave you a little face but don't worry about it Let my um <laughs> i fuck with everybody like Tom, um, <clears throat> Thomas is a rad and i'm gonna i'm gonna be riding a pink one here maybe this weekend but oh that's um, gonna
1: be so much
0: fun <laughs> oh it sounds like it's gonna be so fucking painful but con- <laughs> i'm just gonna do it just to fuck with him um But I I was going back to what you
1: asked. I I was really excited because I, you know, I was looking forward to getting the chance to fix all my bikes. And since my whole industry doesn't exist anymore, I've Mm -hmm. had to go to delivery service, which doesn't bring in the cash like my other job. So mopeds are on hold for a good while until further notice. Um, Unless somebody just, you know, gives me a new motor or something, you know, Mm -hmm. hey.
0: Well, but, uh, my pro- yeah. my producer for this podcast, it, if Rona wouldn't have happened, there wouldn't be a podcast right now just because. That's true. Um, Cass, well, I had a different person who did this with me at the beginning, and they had to bow out. Then I had to reach out to somebody in another part of my life, and Cassidy is not on the road right now, and I reached out to him. So he's going to be getting a little reward here in a few more episodes. Um, Ooh. Yeah, he's gonna get a new addiction. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, he's a, he's not he's not one of us. He's he's a friend of mine, not a friend of uh-huh. yours. Uh-huh. Ours, will, in the moped world, uh-huh. he'll. Yeah, yeah, he, he's gonna get this addiction. Um, uh-huh.
1: He's gonna be welcomed into the group. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so you you had you were gonna work on all these bikes, um, but, and I feel I feel bad for gig employees, especially because I had. I have some good friends out in your area and I'll, after we're done, I'll kick some names around. You might, or mm-hmm. might not know. Um, were you going to be able to hit, because you're a gig employee, were you going to be able to hit like rallies across the country or are you work just local stuff with your gig work?
1: I traveled for the company that I worked for. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously if it was conflicting. Were you in
0: production or what were you like, Stagehand or lighting?
1: Uh, it was production. Okay, uh, I worked like art department for events and okay. festivals. So, yeah, it it for a specific rally, I would take the time off to go to it if I knew it was going to be a badass time. Um, but obviously, you know, I need to keep the money flowing to be able to fix bikes and do stuff. So, you know, I have to weigh weigh it out and see which which is going to work in favor of surviving essentially. But um, yeah, it was, I, it, it was just 2020 just pulled the rug from pretty much everybody. Like there's no like recovering, everyone's doing that, but like nobody's like getting up real quick.
0: You um, know? Mm-hmm. So. I'm uh, one of the blessed ones where I did my work. Um, I did not suffer for that. And I am so, I'm so grateful. Like that's, I mean, I feel bad for anybody who was unable to work during this shutdown time. Uh-huh. I've been working 50 hours a week.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I, as soon as I saw, um, ultra festival get canceled and then three of our lined up festivals after that, I went into like scramble mode and just went right into delivery service because waiting for the unemployment was just like, not going to be, Something that was feasible for me, mm-hmm. because it was just like no, that's not. I don't even be in that situation or even think about being in that situation, waiting for money and not having money. You know, so I'm sure a lot of people felt like that. Um, and uh, and yeah, I was. I don't know. I was fast on my feet and just went right to work and worked the whole pandemic and still working it. You know, so.
0: Yeah, way to uh, way to get on that hustle and that grind. Um, let me ask you, we'll just say, we'll just act like everything that was going to happen in 2020, it's going to happen in 2021. What were some of the rides or rallies you were looking forward to? Did you have any like far out, like I want to get to sh- the hot and Ready's in Chicago, or I want to get out to um, the swoops rally or the cast rollers. Did you have any like far out rallies that you wanted yeah. to try to get a loaner and fly to? Cause I recommend that to anybody. If you have contacts in the state you want to go to, fly just do it once it's fucking rad
1: i totally wanted to do the rally that was in kentucky um KFC. i
0: forgot.
1: yes i wanted yeah. to do kfc and they invited me a couple years ago but just i was moving around so much that i was just like i i can't do it but i wanted to do that one and i wanted to do the swoops and tidy beach the swoops. <laughs> fuck the swoops and of course san francisco i can't i can't speak highly enough about that i just had a really good time there and everyone was super chill and it was great it was great
0: yeah i gotta get out there to have a better time than the last time i was there i was 16 i was racing karts i won my class and then i got drunk that night and got in a fight so you know whatever (laughs) sounds like a good time well i'm a midwest kid with a short fuse and i don't have a short fuse anymore i'm fucking as chill as they come (laughs) Well, I, that was a really Did
1: mopeds help with that? The mopeds help no, with that? No, no. Like, <laughs> it like
0: it's it's weird because like <laughs> I get ultra focused and I just don't talk. Like I, I just want to fix and like I've learned learned how to control my temper. Um, I'm not a very pissed off, angry 17 year old punk rock kid anymore uh uh-huh. um, I think we we're all there
1: at one point well
0: yeah yeah I had, to, I had to do some steps to help with that, twelve of them if you know what I'm saying um, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah my that's so fucking rad um, I am so grateful that you you don't know me a lot of people don't know me in the moped scene, and like i just had i had a weird starting last August, I had a lot of weird things happen to me in the moped culture, and it was like you know, I could either jump out or dive in deeper and I mm-hmm. fuck it. Fuck them all, dude. Mm-hmm. I'll dive in deeper. Um, I want to thank you again so much. Is there anybody you want to shout out before, uh, we're done here?
1: I definitely do. I want to do a shout out to the puddle cutters up North and, uh, Taylor, he has some bomb ass pooks that are awesome. And monkey Mike, And, um, there's so many people I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but I just want to say thank you to everyone who's ever helped me with my mopeds. And, um, yeah, this is like really bad farewell, but I, I, really deep heartedly thank everybody so much. And thank you so much for being a part of the fucking moped community. It's like without us, it wouldn't be what it is, whatever fucked up family it is. It's a great family. So that's all I gotta say. I
0: love, yeah, us. Yeah. I love all y'all. <laughs> yeah, my uh, As always, as I tell pretty much every guest, all guests on here, like if you ever find yourself in the Midwest, don't be afraid to hit me up. You always got a place to stay in St. Paul, the right side of the river. Um, and don't forget, mopeds are dumb. <laughs>